Hi, I'm Melanie Walker and this is Grounded. If gardening is your passion, this is the place to be to find out about what's happening in the gardening world. And every time of the year is always a good time to be gardening. And even though most people think that, well, we're going into winter, therefore winter, we are going to go dormant like our plants. We're going to hibernate like our plants. We don't need to do anything. We let the garden rest. That's not true. This is the time that can actually be really quite exciting in the garden. Even if you're just going to be redesigning it or getting everything up to scratch and fixing all those bits and pieces. But when it comes to plants, there's no better person to speak to than the wonderful Peter Goodwin. And he's coming into us from the Bedding Plant Association. It's been a while since we saw you last. It has, it has. And it's good to be back, I must say. You saying that this is not a very busy time, we're going to dispel that because April is a very busy time in the garden. But but why is this time of year? I mean, it, as I said, most people are thinking, oh, no, it's now, you know, all the, the hustle and bustle of spring and summer is over, and now we're just going to sit back and have a grey and green garden, that's it. Well, you know, the garden has been doing its thing, and it's been looking after you for the last three, four months, mm. and I think you've been getting rewards from your August plantings. Now we're looking at the winter and beginning to get ready and prepare for the winter. A lot of people say you should rest your garden in the winter. Well, of course, commercially, I would say, please don't. But, um, <laughs> no, of course yeah, not, you know. <laughs> but, you know, I think it's it, a lot of people look at the winter and say, oh, it's so dreary and it's so dull. And, you know, but look at us. We have great days, lots mm. of sunshine. I mean, look at the colors around us at the moment, all the autumn colors. I mean, it is amazing. Well, apart from that, I mean, I know that the uh, pride of India are going off but I still see so many of those big trees with pale pink blooms all over them and I keep on looking and thinking which one is that and I go past it too too fast but mm. it, there's still some amazing color out there and as you said the leaves are turning um, mm. very short autumns that we have up here and I think you know, a lot of people say we only have two seasons we don't have four we probably don't have four in terms of the northern hemisphere mm. But um, we do definitely have four seasons. And now is the time to really get in and start tidying up a little. It sounds crazy because I'm not one for this tidy, having a tidy, tidy garden. Join the club, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I think you do have to, this is the right time to actually get in and start removing, deadheading, um, cleaning up and getting ready to plant your, mm. your winter plants, which are going to be your primulas. We're going to talk about the four Ps, the poppies, the primulas, yes. the petunias, and the pansies. Well, one thing before we talk about those, and something that I'm going to suggest to people, seeing as it is fall, and fall, of course, mean all the trees, leaves are falling yes. off, do not go and tidy up your garden and rake them all into a nice little pile and put them into the bin. Rather put them into a plastic bag, put a few holes in the plastic bag and pop them somewhere because once you have planted all your lovely little winter annuals, you can use it as a mulch. That's a good idea. And, you know, there's also a lot of new compost makers on the market. If you go into the nurseries, you'll see all sorts of contraptions today of good compost makers. Mm. And, of course, you can get a, a, a powder which you can put on as well, which is an accelerator. So a lot of people are making their own compost today. I just want and leaf mold. It's like liquid, liquid gold, not liquid gold, leafy gold. <laughs> <laughs> I'll excuse you for that one, you know, me and leaf mold. No. But, uh, yeah, you can do it and I think this is what people are starting to do they're making use of their own refuse mm. to um, make their compost and um, yeah we still sell a lot of compost and of course now is 
the right time to do a lot of fertilizing as well, believe it or not. Really? You know, you can give your lawn its last fertilizer now. Just be careful that you water. Be very, very careful of that because a lot of people f- do fertilize and don't water afterwards. And, of course, then you're going to get burning, especially with the chemical fertilizers. Mm. But um, it's a good time to just boost up and give, you know, give everything a little bit of food because winter is coming. And I always say, you know, healthy plants, it's like people. Healthy people are strong people. Yeah. And also it keeps away disease, hopefully. So That's it. A little bit of a spit and polish, a little bit of a last feed, just to keep them, if some of them are going dormant, just to make sure their bulbs and whatever else is settling in with it. We could talk about bulbs as well a little. Oh, yes. Because, of course, it is the right time to get your bulbs in. Mm -hmm. Um, It's been a bit wet lately. But um, up until the end of April is always a good time to plant bulbs. We get a lot of people coming into the nursery saying, oh, we want to get our bulbs in early. No. Um, no, not really, because no. especially if we have late rains, because then they can tend to rot. Well, apart from the fact it's actually still too warm. It's, well, now it's started to cool down. It has started to cool down, but I always say that if um, – we've had this discussion before. <laughs> no, I know. We know. I'm not, should I say it again? <laughs> that when you can go outside and pull down your pants, if you can't keep your bum on the ground, Ground because it's too cold, <laughs> that is when you plant your bulbs, okay? Because that's the right temperature. Otherwise, well, it, it is just a bit too warm, and then they get confused. And one of my fellow bedding growers always used to say that about his, your pansies. Was the same He's sticking thing. his bum in pansies? No, but that's when the cold ground's nice and cold <laughs> and you, you can't do it, in. that's when you put pansies But in. it's interesting how many people have been like already for the last few months, oh, I want pansies, and there are pansies, and oh, I want these and I want that, but then people who are coming in and going, mm, I really need some of these, I'm like, you can't have them. They're like, why? I said, because, well... Those are for summer. <laughs> Funnily enough, the difficult one is the primulas because primulas start self-seeding yes. and coming up in the garden towards the end of February going into March. Yes. And people come into the nursery and they say, but my garden's got them already. And we say, yeah, but you know, you're in the shade. They've self-seeded. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that that's the right time to plant them. This is just, that's nature doing its thing. We don't work like that. And uh, people don't understand that. And while we're on primulas, the other thing that people often say is, I'm not going to buy primula seedlings this year because my garden has self-seeded. There are lots of them in the Mm. garden. And we always say that's fine, but they don't flower as profusely as as your new ones. You know, you've still, it's back to that F1 and the hybrid seeds today. You get, you need to interplant. If you're not going to take out you don't want to take them out i've never advocated taking them out of the garden but certainly interplanting nothing wrong with that yeah then at least if they don't flower you're still going to have color where your primulas are coming up well i think we're going to actually um so we got bulbs we've got the four peas i'm going to add another pea but it's a sweet pea <laughs> sweet pea yeah no it's the right time now is it? Is um, it now? Yeah, because oh, I ha- also definitely. had a lot of people going, where are the sweet peas and i'm like i'm not going to sell you in sweet peas unless you told me that you've double dug Yes. And major trenching. And you also, I think it's something people don't do and they forget, and often they get disappointed when they plant their sweet peas, is to soak the sweet peas the night before. Okay. Why do you need to do that and why do you need to double dig and trench and do whatever it is with sweet peas? Basically, you know, the sweet pea is a, it's a very hard, it's got a very hard kernel around it. Mm-hmm. So its germination is not always fantastic. But what you do is just take, uh, open the packet the night before you're going to plant. Stick it into some warm water, not hot water, just warm water. Let them go overnight and then take them out of that water and put them into their trenches the next day. What you're doing is you're opening that kernel up. Mm-hmm. You're just making that germination more possible and making the, the, the skin softer, could one say. But you'll find if you do that, 
and we've got a good old landscaper in Craig Hall who always used to tell us that you also go into your husband's garage, take out all the rusty nails and put them into the trench as well because sweet peas love iron. That's their... They that, that's very thin. sexist, saying take all your husband's nails. I, my, my ex-husband went and took my, my, my toolbox and put it in the rain, so I had all my rusty nails. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no, I'll, I'll rephrase that because I have a daughter-in-law like that. She has a toolbox. <laughs> yeah, that was the first thing my father always used to say. Also, you know, I'm, I think I'll buy a toolbox for your brother. And I'm like, um, actually, no, he doesn't need one. I do. <laughs> he used to buy me the tools. But getting back to the sweet peas, the, the, the whole thing of trenching, what is trenching and why should you do it and how do you do it? Um, do you mean to get it straight and to no, get I mean the dent? Why no, do you need to trench for sweet peas? Why don't you just put them in the ground? Because you actually, most times you're going to plant sweet peas, you're going to plant them up against a fence or you're going to plant them up something they can climb. Mm-hmm. So it needs to be straight. And that's why you would use a line. Just put a line down with a nail on either side. Put a line down, and then the trenching is really just to get the depth right. It doesn't need to be much more than a hand in depth, but um, oh, it's the same as just planting. You've, you've got me on that one. Um, it's just natural. No, I've heard you do so many dig people telling me that you've got to do all these things for sweet peas, so I never did them. No, well, you, you, you're, gonna dig, you're not going to dig a trench when you plant the, your pansies, but you are going to dig a small hole. Yes. Well, it's the same thing, only it's, uh, this is in a line. So I'm presuming a trench would be a line. <laughs> okay, so we're having one of those things. With these. And, of course, you mustn't forget you do get the bush sweet peas as well. Mm. So you've got the climbing sweet pea, and then we've got the, what we call the dwarf 10 weeks, which is the little bush sweet pea. That one you wouldn't need, really need to trench. That one you would just, just really hoi it in the ground. Hoi yeah. it in the ground. Yeah, that's a nice expression, hoi in the ground. Just hoi it. You know me and my chaos theory gardening. Just throw it wherever it goes. And well, it's the same it with bulbs. You know, People say, how do you plant bulbs and we have this theory that we do the same you know just take a handful of bulbs throw them in there just throw them in the air let them land and plant them where they that's land that's exactly what i do but just you don't even have to plant them the right way up if you don't know which way is the right way up because they will make themselves actually go the right way um surprisingly yeah, they have they done do, that they do but i would re- always try if you can always try and point the put the point down Except for the anemones. Anemones have that claw, mm-hmm. that the claw goes down. Dahlias as well, they and also have the claw that, go down. Yeah. Yes, that has the claw going down. But bulbs, I mean, bulbs are just, it's wonderful in spring when all of a sudden it's like all those little hidden treasures. It's a treasure chest of no, it color is a treasure that pops chest. out. It's wonderful. And there's some lovely indigenous bulbs, which is also really nice. So if they go into the nurseries now, you'll find that you can get indigenous bulbs, and there are quite a few of them, because of course indigenous is still the big you know, thing. Sparaxis, Tritonia, yes. Ixias, what oh else have we goodness, got? Oh you really know your bulbs. Zephyranthus, I'm which are actually great for now. But I mean, obviously, looking for winter bulbs. Yes. And, um, you know, to me, a lot of people say, I'm not going to waste my time because bulbs are so short lived. They are short lived, but really, they do create that spectacle, especially when, you know, a a lawn, for instance, Mm. there's nothing like seeing a few daffodils in a lawn. You know, it just looks natural. Mm. And I think this is where bulbs come into their own. And they are, I mean, they are very special. They do just add. Well, bulbs aren't your. Specialty, obviously. No, but that was good for containers. They are fantastic for containers, and especially the ones that you grow in water inside. Yes, okay, yes. With the the glass chips and marbles and, yeah. Which is very pretty. That's the hyacinth. Yeah. 
especially for people like me who can't grow orchids. Okay, so that's the bulbs. Sweet peas, just hoi them wherever. Just put them in, but make sure you suck them. Okay. I think this is where people do get disappointed. And it's not too late to plant. You can plant sweet peas right up until the end of April. Can no you? No problem. Oh, yes. Because that's also another thing is people, when should I be putting them in? But I mean, is that from seed or if you're buying them in no, seedlings? No, no, that's from seed. You okay. can still sow your seed up until the end of April. And that, but you can still but get seedlings them. are, yeah, you've just got an extra two or three weeks growth, which is what, you, what, it's what the seedling offers. It's more instant. We're selling plants here, Peter. We're selling plants. <laughs> <laughs> and not seed. <laughs> but it, it's an interesting thing that people sit there and they go, oh, I really need to have color in my garden. And um, they will assiduously go and put in all of their summer color. And then winter comes and it's immediately out of the old and in with the new. Yes. And this is where the backbone of many garden centers money comes from, oh, I yes. would imagine. No, absolutely. You know, we have we have what we call a main season and a mini season. Mm. And our winter is our mini season. But you'll be amazed at especially pansies, your violas. You know, they're just so popular because they're such happy-looking plants. I think this is what is so special with them. You know, yeah, the primulas, the primulas are pretty. Yes. But there's nothing spectacular about primulas. They just are pretty. They, they do they're certainly lighten up. They're yeah. fairy plants. That's yeah. a lovely way of putting it. They are fairy plants. Whereas your violas, your calendulas is another one for the full sun areas. Mm -hmm. Calendulas are stunning. But, of course, what colors do they come in? Orange and yellow. That's, That's very sunny. That Add a bit of summer warmth to sunny, winter garden. It's not very northern, though. You know, on the northern side, we like the pinks and the blues and the whites. And, of course, calendulas don't come in there. The variety of colors that you get in pansies and violas, mm. however, is just amazing. Now, of course, bedding plants are the things that bring the brightness into the garden. So they you, do. You're saying the different colors, um, the ones you said northern do you, are you talking about northern hemisphere? Northern suburbs. Oh, the northern suburbs. <laughs> oh, I was seeing. So, the or, are you saying that orange and yellow is specifically reserved for the southern suburbs? But you know what? It has changed. It used to be. You won't believe it. We couldn't sell, especially like, for instance, marigolds. Yeah. You just didn't sell marigolds in the north. But now it is. I am dead serious. Ten years ago, red, yellow, orange, not colours that were chosen in these areas. But it has changed, and now I think we get a full list of all the different colors coming up in the gardens, which is really special. That is so bizarre. No. I would have thought you wanted the rays of sunshine in your garden. No. No. For no. some reason. No, they like the pinks, the lavenders, the very light purples. You know, that's, that's the colors, the, the pastel colors. Oh, yes. goodness me. All right. Okay, well, we were talking about, uh, the, the, when it comes to poppies, obviously the one that people think about the most is the bright red one. Yeah, that's the Flanders. You do get that one. Mm -hmm. um, the, the, the common one is the meadow mixed poppy, and then you get what we call a bright, and you get a pastel. So you get the pastel, the, the pastel mixed, mainly yellows, oranges, a light, light red, and then you get the brights. The brights are very popular. And the mm -hmm. thing to remember with poppies is they love the full, full sun, and they love to be picked. And I think this is something very special. We, uh, the nursery, actually plant them outside the garden, in the gardens outside. And people can't believe when we say, you know, go and help yourself to a bunch. Go and pick some. Mm -hmm. But it, 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 it actually keeps them going. The more you pick, the more the poppies flower. When and do they actually flower, though? 
they're starting to flower already. Already, the, We've got seedlings that have already started to come into flower. Normally, you, they should be around about the end of May. That's when you'll really start seeing the flowers taking. Place. I've always thought of them and as it being gets spring. Cold. No, they go right through May, June, July, August. They don't, they don't dislike the cold. They, they are in the winter and they do well in the winter. Not as hardy as your pansies and violas. They're, okay. still, the, they're still the best. Now, with violas, was, it was interesting the other day when I was working and I had um, somebody coming in saying, I don't know what you would call it in, in English, but my Afrikaans, of course, not being all 100%, <laughs> especially when it comes to botanical names. She says, but fielkies. So I said, violas. Fielkies. And, I, and we went through the whole thing. I'm saying, yes, violas. So I said, okay, well, violas, six packs. Here we go. Look, happy. Look. No. She says, no. So I'm like, so not the ones that are like the chesichis, your pansies. Yes. And then apparently it's the heart-shaped leafed viola. Oh, okay. That's the heteracea. The heteracea, yeah. 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 So, I mean, the ones we're talking about, obviously, are the ones that you would get with the, that look like baby pansies. Like, like baby pansies and lots of different colors. <gasps> Aren't they just, they are the best. And, and they, they so flower. Good. Oh, and of course, yes. I, you know me, I don't go on the edible side of these things, but you're quite right. Most, a lot of violas get used in salads, etc. Et they're, they're having to stop me now because when I walk around garden centers and I, oh, look, there's some violas and I walk past and I start eating them. And I mean, people want to mm. buy the plants with the flowers on them and I go around eating them. Well, I, I see the, the herb growers. The herb growers yeah. grow violas. Yes. And so that's telling you that this is, yeah, they're very popular. But you can't do it when people are trying to sell the plants. The same with daylilies. I just like, I wonder if they'll notice that petal's gone. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit Mel. strange, but I can't help it. They taste good. What can I say? So, I mean, pansies obviously are like the bigger-faced violas. And, yeah, and also watch on the pansies because you get large-flowered pansies, you get a medium-sized, and you get a smaller one. Mm -hmm. So they're all very good. You know, um, we used to do um, a very small range of pansies. They've now become very popular. There are quite a few different ones. You're getting patiolas, what they call pansy patiolas, which is sort of a cross between a viola and a pansy. So I think it's what you want, what you mm. want to, the, the effect you want to get. But you know, you can't beat the pansy. I mean, the pansies are just stunning. And as we go into winter, of course, they want the full sun. Yes. So if you've planted them under deciduous trees, this is perfect because then they will carry on into the summer because they'll get the shade from the trees in the summer. And pansies can last for six to seven, possibly even eight months. But I think People think because they look so delicate, and especially the violas, because they are very delicate little flowers, they're thinking, can they be planted in frosted areas? And I'm Ooh, like, absolutely. Yes, yes, actually. Because they have a wonderful thing. You can walk out in the morning, they'll yeah. be frozen, frozen solid. Frozen solid. And? Yeah. And by 10 o'clock, they're all smiling and looking good. How yeah, do they do that, Peter? Well, you know, I think it's, it's obviously in the structure of the cell. Because the one thing that does take them out, which is what we call a black frost, mm -hmm. but then we have to remember that a black frost, unlike your normal frost, actually freezes the cell of the plant. And that's what may, that is absolutely yeah, devastating. It, makes a it actually, yeah, it breaks it apart mm. and it freezes the actual inside, the little cell that's in the plant. Whereas your normal frost is really just covering. So your violas, your pansies, their leaves are quite, re they're resistant to this. Mm. They, they like the cold. They, they're actually very cold sensitive plants. You'll see that as it gets colder, in fact, the pansy is one that you can watch very carefully from now until July. And you'll see the plant, the, the flowers will actually get bigger as we go into the colder weather it's uh, it's the most amazing thing and they also change colors you get a, a, a pansy called morpho color? mixed and the morpho actually changes it goes from a blue yellow 
into almost yellow. So you know, there's a, there's lots of changes that take place in pansies if you watch them carefully. But I'm um, keep an eye on my pansies. Thing, the big good pansies stay there. <laughs> you have got to, to. You must harvest them. I've, Use I, them. Yeah, but I, I'm still. I think I prefer the violas. I don't know why violas kind of just speak to me a little bit more than the pansies. I do. think they look hardier. Mm. I think that's something people do tend to say. And we've had violas growing out at Jan, well, not Jan Smuts now, of course, it's Oliver Tambo. But at the airport, I can remember years ago, that was the one and only plant we could put in containers out there. Oh, really? They really did very, very well. And you couldn't even do pansies out there because, you know, it really gets cold. Mm. On the East Rand, it can get very cold. But the violas love it. They thrive on it. Okay, and then the other one which looks really very kind of pretty, and you know it's the one that I've, I didn't used to like at all until they came up with some new varieties which made me blow my mind completely. I'm not talking about the convolvulus or the evolvulus blew my mind, which is a very nice plant That's for summer, nice, by the way. Yes. Sure, I saw that and I just thought, great, saying to everybody, put those in your gardens, they're fantastic. Um, but now that they came out with, first of all, night sky, the and then lightning sky. <laughs> and the lightning sky, I have to be honest, has actually now become my favorite. It was when they first came out with night sky. It was the, that purple, purple with the white dots. Yep. And it was immediately for me starry night. Then they came out with lightning sky, which is the maroon. Yes. And that is just even more beautiful. Um, I mean, the traditional, I used to look at petunias and they, they made me do a shoot years ago where there I was looking all nice and frilly and happy and everything and they had all these petunias on the table in front of me and I'm like if anybody knows me they know that this is an absolute setup of the picture because I would never be gardening with those but now it changed my mind on petunias completely and I mean everybody thinks oh no they're so pretty and they're going to need a lot of work and they need a lot of food and they're going to get hammered by the frost because they don't but they don't this is the thing I've changed my mind on petunias completely and I think petunias have changed I think in the breeding I think the breeders have become very conscious of what we call garden performance you know um, when we go and look at bedding plants often we looking at two different performance you'll have, you have your garden performance mm-hmm. and you have your nursery performance and of course the garden performance sometimes the plant doesn't look that great in the nursery but get it out into the garden and it really performs well. And you know, the one thing about petunias that's really incredible in the winter is, of course, it's dry. Mm. You don't need to spoil petunias. This is the most amazing thing. I think people, and often they plant them where there's irrigation, and then they can't understand why the petunias don't do well. Because they and don't want too much water. They don't want a lot of water. But then they, they see them going, oh, they look unhappy, and they haven't got enough water. But that's water. it. They look li- all limp, and it's not because they haven't got enough water. It's because often they're diseased from too much water. Yes. And so yeah, the petunias, now is the right time to get your petunias in. We do two different types of petunias. We do what we call a grandiflora and a mm. multiflora. Which is the supertunia? The supertunia is the grandiflora, okay. the nice big flowers and the ones that you're talking about. And then what we also call them frosts. You get what we call a picati, which is a multicolor. And the frost is the one where you've got, let's say, the main purple. Then they've got mm. that white rim around it. And then you get the queen and of then, hearts as well. Oh, there are lots of different colors. Mm. The one that they even came out with a yellow. I mean, it's not popular, but there is a petunia. It's a little bit insipid. It's not a bright yellow. It, but everybody said we want a petunia in yellow, and now we've got a petunia which is yellow. Is it the same kind of color as that very pale Kelly Brocha? Yes. Oh, that's and a beautiful, that very pale butter pale, yellow. Pale, pale, and it's not really even butter. It's a very insipid yellow. Okay. But, Shame. Um, How could you call them insipid? 
it, it, it's just one of those. Yeah, no, it is. But if you put it with purple, for instance, it looks stunning. I can imagine with very I mean, pale blue. I think that would be fantastic. It can be. Pale blue violas. Well, that's also very popular. I mean, your violas in, your, in their purples and their yellows. But then you get all the different faces, which I think is also. And then something to remember with the pansies is you get, for those who are interested in it, you do get a clear, what we call a clear and a face. So they're two different bre- makes of pansies. Really? How, yeah. how are we going to call one that hasn't, is a clear? True in Afrikaans. So you're just going to confuse the Afrikaans people now? No, no, but you do definitely get gesichis what gesichis is. But yeah, a lot of people don't like the face and a lot of people do. You know, it just really depends on your personal choice. And I think when you go into the nurseries now, yeah, it's just uh, there's so much happening and there's so much choice in the nurseries for people. And remember, of course, that winter, your violas and your pansies, full sun. Yeah, that's what, exactly what I was going to say because the one thing that people are asking a lot of the time is like, well, I've got a very shady garden. I'm like, okay, what kind of tree is it? Is it deciduous? Is it evergreen? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Um, so I just say, look, I mean, if it's an evergreen tree, then obviously you're, you're not going to have much sun during the winter months, especially which ways your garden and facing, etc. Then et cetera, et cetera. Then you can't put the pansies in no. there. What can you put into those, those that's shady areas? That's basically your primulas. And of course, we mustn't forget primroses. Mm. Primroses are also becoming very popular they normally in a four pack because it is a very expensive plant to mm. actually produce but remember that your primroses are actually almost perennial they're one of those ones so we're talking about actual primrose not a cape primrose no not the cape primrose just your normal primroses you'll see them in packs in the nurseries at the moment and they've got the bright colors they've mm. got that bright purple the bright reds the bright yellows and they are very good for full shade and a lot of people have a south-facing entrance mm. and that that's where these will do exceptionally well yeah so primroses they're expensive but they really are good value for money because they they just carry on and on and on and they're very nice in containers and i get i think people get a bit confused because they come in in the nurseries there's still summer annuals but the winter annuals are in as well and they're sitting there thinking well shady area i must put begonia in you know, and of course the, 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 the climate's changing now because really a lot of people have got begonias all year round. Yeah, and but they're we thinking, oh, we should put begonias. I'm sitting and thinking, um, I, 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 don't, I, don't, I, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> no, but we do. I mean, we, have the begonia, we still have begonias mm. in the nursery. That's what I'm saying. The one yeah. that's very popular is begonia dragon wings. The dragon wings, yeah, which oh, is fantastic. And it's is much bigger than your normal. Plant. Much bigger. Yeah. But it's delicate. It's got a lovely flower, and they really do well. And they do well almost 12 months of the year. I think this is what the other – people are looking for value. You know, mm. people perceive bedding plants as, oh, it's only going to be two or three months. But it actually isn't. If you work it out, you're getting probably seven months out of your bedding plants. And if you look after them, they will look good for those seven months. Yeah, but I would say with your dragon wings, I'd, I'd go and put it somewhere which is – a little more protected. It must be protected, yeah. yeah. And you know, the other thing is with the weather forecasts today, you can actually cover your garden very quickly. So especially if you've got containers, you mm. can be very selective what you put in your containers. And if it's going to be go below zero or get round about that one, two put mark, something over. put some frost cover mm. over. It's available in all the nurseries. So what else for the shade then? Because I mean, I, I immediately think, oh, I'm going to put some coleus in there. It'll Bellis perennis. Bellis is another one. Yeah. It's, you know, it's got that little sort of... It's a proper English it? day. It's really very It is an English. It's very. They are cute. They look like little buttons that you can eat. And you get the bigger ones now. So mm. if you go into the nurseries, you'll see that they have both. They've got a small, very small one, and then they've got the bigger one. Um, yeah, that covers really what. <laughs> and then, of course, we mustn't forget about vegetables. 
Yes. Um, all your leafy spinach, vegetables. Yes, spinach. But they have to be in lettuce. the sun. They must be in full sun. And they actually do well through this period because they don't do what we call bolt. You know, a lot of people plant in spring and then they're very disappointed because the lettuce all of a sudden has got long and leggy and before they know what it's, it's shot out of flower and then of course it's finished. Well, I Whereas spend my time winter, going around like cutting off all the bolts of bolted the lettuces. <laughs> yeah. So what are you doing? I'm like, well, the lettuce is bolted. Get after it. <laughs> no, there's lots of veggies that yeah. are available now and this is the right time to get your veggies in for winter. And of course, as I say, you've got your cabbage, you've got your cauliflower, broccoli. They all do well. Just be careful with aphids. You do need to keep watch, keep a watch, especially on the broccoli, because for some reason the aphids do like those. Mm. And then get one of the eco sprays if you have to, just to get rid of the aphids. But it must be eco because you're going to be eating it. So you can't yeah, be very stuff. careful. Yeah. 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 Well, geez, lots of things to do in the garden. Got to feed sweet peas and put them in. We got to plant all of our winter annuals. And of course, don't forget your bulbs, but we will let you know when. And another three or four weeks and you'll be enjoying all this. And then you can put your feet up and then go outside into the garden instead of hanging around your heater. <laughs> Peter, thank you so much for coming and chatting. And um, yeah, I mean, oh, lots of things to go and do. Lots and lots. We thought we were going to have a break. No. Go and work up a sweat and get some exercise while you're out there. there you we'll go. catch up with you again really soon. Thank you very much. And thanks for coming all the way in. And of it's course, um, we'll be back again with more interesting things from the world of green. In the meantime, get out into your garden centers or just into your garden, but stay grounded. Bye-bye. For show notes and more information about this episode, go to solidgoldstudios.co.za forward slash grounded.